Welcome, welcome. You're now tuning in to Top 5 Podcast, the weekly millennial podcast where we unpack what's relevant in the culture. Everything from music, sports, politics, and anything in between. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the vibes. Another one. Top five, top five, top five. All right. Well, welcome, welcome, folks. You're now tuned in to Top Five Podcast. You're listening to Jovi E. We've got Duke in the house. What's good? We've got Michael here with us. What's up? What's up? And we've got Keith here. What's going on? What's going on? We down a player, our guy TB, a.k.a. Tuberculosis, is down and out, but he's going to be back with us next week. Moment of silence. All right, let's get back in it. Oh, it's um, crazy TB <laughs> is not here because Bobby Smurda is out. That's crazy. Celebrating. We need him, man. We need <laughs> celebrating right now, just like the rest of New York. Yeah. <laughs> Big facts. Some are going to be crazy. Um, hopefully his, I mean, I'm not going, I'm just going to keep that in my brain. Okay. Um, well, oh, folks, bro, come on now. The man just got out. Let him live. Can he breathe? Do what he do. Do what he do. Can he get a sandwich, please, before you before you start to put him back in? <laughs> I'm definitely getting a, a, a steak and cheese right now. Thanks. Bacon, egg, and cheese. You feel me from the bodega? Um, but I think as a cool little uh, icebreaker, I guess around the horn kind of vibes. What are y'all watching these days? What a, what has your attention these days? Mm, it's a lot of good stuff on right now. Um, obviously, keep a few episodes that go, but uh, Billions, that's a show that stays in rotation. Um, I started watching when it first came on, and obviously with the things happening in the world, it's even more relevant now, so that's a hot show. Um, I like watching old shows, too, so I'll go back and watch The Wire, The Sopranos, some of the, some of the greatest shows ever to come on TV. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, it's a lot of good stuff that's coming on right now, too. But right now, that's probably the most of my rotation. Billions, The Wire, Sopranos. I just started um, at The Sopranos. Like, I literally, I'm really still on season one, but I, I just started. I don't know why I've never seen it, but. I mean, I granted, we were like five when it came out or something like that. Like, it Yeah, but it's still one of those shows, though. It's up there. It's like, you, they talk to you crazy before, even before it was streamable, if you haven't seen it. I, I personally think it's, if not the greatest, it's top two greatest shows of all time. I mean, yeah, of course, you would know Jersey. Jersey on the mat, you heard? <laughs> One time he claims it. <laughs> <Right>. I love my stuff. Those are just some of the things in my rotation. I don't know. Duke, what you watching? Um, so I recently, re- I recently started watching uh, Atlanta over again. Um, so season four and season five are coming back out. So I'm just trying to get acclimated and, and, and tuned in with my guys. I love Charles Gambino. Uh, I've been rock, watching, rocking with him since um, his community days when he was in the community. Um, yep. Yep. So definitely been yep. rocking with him. Uh, and that's kind of what turned me on to Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta is more so like the male version of um, Insecure. So, you know, I, I definitely rock out with, been rocking out with Atlanta. Uh, Snowfall is back. So, Excited for that too. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's been a definitely a lot of good stuff. 
Facts, facts. And I, I want to give you some extra snaps for making that connection between Atlanta and Insecure. I think on a lot of levels, that's the case, like the soundtrack that they use. It's just the, like the way that the show flows. I love it. Um, one of the shows that I've been re-watching lately um, is a show called Love is Blind. Um, it's a show that came out, I want to say last year on Netflix, where they're um, testing out the notion that love is blind. So they bring um, a bunch of single people into um, these pods where the men are on one side and the women are on one side and they can't see each other. They're just literally trying to make uh, some kind of emotional connection in the first 10 days without seeing each other. And then if they make that emotional connection strong enough, uh, they leave that pod engaged and they go and they see if they, that relationship can withstand um, you know, outside, outside, uh, interferences. Cause it was like, at that point you saw everybody, which was wild. Exactly. Right. So it goes from not seeing anyone uh, or not seeing that other person to being engaged with them before you ever see them. And then you see each other and you're off to like a vacation kind of thing. And long story short, they end up, um, the point of it was for them to end up married by the end of the show, which only gives them, I think like a month to like get to know each other and whatnot. But I say all that um, to say that one of my favorite couples from that show that like they're still married and together to this day are it's an interracial couple, uh, Lauren and Cameron. And I don't know, I think this would be a nice little spicy topic. How do y'all feel about interracial relationships? You see, want to start? I mean, I, I feel like he's needs to start, you know what I mean? Um, How do I have to start? Mm. Hot seat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm messing with y'all. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know where to begin. I can, I'm kind of more interested here with y'all feel about interracial relationships because, I mean, I'm in one. I mean, I think it's great because I'm still in it. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I always hear this uh, conversation pop up in a lot of shows and podcasts and I don't know, I, I never knew why it was that much of a topic for me personally, but I think it ultimately comes down to like community and where you're from. Because I find it's more common just based on regional, regional areas. Like if you think about say a lot of the social movements and I'm not even talking about say, not even talking about racial social movements. I'm even speaking towards those are say part of the LGBT community like certain areas end up becoming more accepting of just things that are different from when as far as our society goes. So, I mean, I've been in places where it's like, I, they just don't get it. They don't understand it. They simply won't do it. Then I go to places where it's, it's just it's normal as hell. So, I don't know. I travel a lot. So, I mean, I don't know. I guess my perspective is a little different than most or some, you know. Did your family have, like, as a Black man, which I'm sure has a Black family, did your family have any, um, like, were there any snide comments or any pushback that you and your significant other had to, like, overcome in that sense? Or even on the flip side with her family? Uh, not really. So on my side of the family, we travel a lot. So I've spent my dad's side of the family, every family reunion, we're going somewhere different. Every time we get a chance we're going to be somewhere different so we got a lot of exposure from constantly traveling and just seeing things differently so it it was pretty normal I mean 
I have uncles, and she actually has an uncle as well. I mean, they have people on both sides of their family that are dating interracially or have kids, married, so on and so forth. So, I mean, I mean, it's pretty normal for us. The only times we've seen it, it's like community-wise. So one of our first dates, uh, something was wrong in the car, so I go over there to get it fixed, and we go to grab food around the corner, and I think we're in, where, where was it? Oh, it was a high, it's a high Latin community, regardless. So as soon as we walked in, people were looking at me left and right. But I mean, I get it. Some of it was interracial. Some of it is, I mean, historically speaking, you know, there's certain cultures that have issues with Black people, people going to the Dominican thing and all that other stuff. But nonetheless, I don't know them, but I do know Black people walking around there isn't normal. So it's like, you just learn to just go through different situations and things like that. Then my girl, she's Latin, but she's also a part of a D9. So, and she went to an HBCU. That's where we met, we met at Bowie State. So, I mean, she gets it a lot. Like she'll go places and again, I mean, you're in the D9, it's mostly black people. So you're, you're standing out already. So, I mean, it was pretty normal for us. It wasn't really that, it wasn't a hard transition at all, honestly. Snaps for that. That's a beautiful thing. I love the keys, man. That's uh, I, I think love is beautiful. You know, I, I feel like it can't come anywhere. Like, I don't know. I feel like in 2021, we do ourselves a disservice when we block out certain people or we block out, you know, certain cultures from our experience, not just with dating, but just our life experience in general. Like, there's so much that we can learn from other people and learn from communicating with different people that, I just feel like we do ourselves an extreme disservice by automatically blocking out something because we, you know, whatever reason, whatever our reason is. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand people have their preferences, whether it be physically or, you know, mentally or whatever the case may be and what they're looking for and, you know, a significant other. Um, but I, I, my personal view is I don't think you should assume that somebody won't have what you're looking for because they don't fit uh, into a certain race or ethnicity that you know that you want to want to date you know what i mean uh granted i understand both both sides of the story um you know obviously i come from a black household my parents are from the south they completely you know will want and expect me to you know to bring home a black woman you know and they wouldn't be racist and they wouldn't think any other way about it if i didn't but um i know the way that i was raised and the way that my family is is that okay i mean it's a time period that they where they come from where you know you stick within your culture for multiple reasons i've heard reasons that you know obviously they can understand you better um that comfort zone where you're at where you can just unpack everything and they can understand it and i get that i definitely get that aspect of it but me personally i don't i don't feel like uh you know that somebody else is better you know equipped for for me or better equipped for you just because they're black or just because they fit your certain ethnicity. So I don't see anything wrong with dating outside the race. Um, but I mean, I know I know a lot of people just have different varying views. So I'm interested to hear like the different perspectives of it because I see Duke smiling and I know Duke is thinking one thing like, yo, how, how can you, you know, talk about Farrakhan and talk about all this other stuff and then say that you, you know, with interracial dating. I mean, hey, look, it is what it is, man. I, I I just support what was right for everybody, man. Everybody do what you feel, love who you love. That's just my perspective, though. What, what you think, bro? Now, that's a really good perspective. And uh, you actually surprised me with your take, man. So um, definitely commend you. And Keith, definitely, uh, 
I respect, you know, your views and, and what you've been going through, man. So definitely uh, kudos to you as well. Um, my perspective, I think, you know, with, with going back to Joby's comment, love is blind. You know what I mean? If you really love somebody and really are feeling for someone, then you're going to make anything, you know, work. Even you're not going to look past like the, the color of their skin, the barrier of their skin. So um, that, that that's just, you know, my perspective. But also um, everybody has a different preference. And for me personally, I do have a different, I have a preference of what type of woman that I do like and what type of woman, I, you know, I've been around in, in my life and I'm always going to um, choose, a, you know, a black woman first because a lot of, you know, um, brothers out here aren't giving black women a chance, you know what I mean? So I want to be able to, you know, give them a chance, you know, even if it may not be like, you know, my, my uh, first round draft pick or second round, but I'm going to give them a shot, you know what I mean, before anyone else. So that's, that's hey, so, so what you're wow. saying is you're, is you're you're giving them the Rooney rule. Black <laughs> Rooney rule. You know what I mean? You got to get in the building. You know what I mean? I'm going to let them in the building first. <laughs> that's it. What's wrong? Nothing wrong with that. No, I'm just saying, you said, I mean, if they're not your first round draft pick or whatever, yeah, I'm like, why would you date anybody that's, that's not your first round draft that's, pick? That's where it got problematic. Like, <laughs> you just said like, there were second tiers like, out there. Hey, listen, listen, man, you know, I understand that. And I just want to be able to give our, our women a chance. You know, a, a lot of brothers aren't giving them a chance. So I want to be that guy who, who's out here, you know, giving them a chance and giving them a shot. Because there are a lot of good sisters out here. A, a lot, you know. And, and I thought Mary had a little lamb, okay? Period. Period. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> but no, that's I like, one of them good sisters out here. <clears throat> I I think we yeah we we all can agree definitely. There's there's tons of good sisters out here, and no know, matter what race though. Yeah, no matter yeah, there's there's good there's good everything. But I mean, obviously, because most of us on here are black, um, you know, we come from black cultures and black families and everything. Of course, I know for a fact there's great sisters out here, you know what I mean? But does that does choosing outside of your race mean that you're choosing against your own race? I guess that's like a question that we have to that we have to ask because say for example, if I'm, you know, uh, an athlete or whatever, a lot of times athletes get get, you know, talked about badly because they have, you know, a different a different race, whatever. But say for example, if I went to a private high school, right? I was a baller. I'm probably one of the best in my state. So I probably went to a private school or a prep school, right? Most of the time, predominantly white. Then after that, I go on to play D1 ball at a Duke or Kentucky. Once again, predominantly white. Being realistic, what people are they going to be around all the time? Like 80% of their interactions are going to be with, uh, you know, groups of a certain time. And a lot of times they meet these spouses at, you know, these prep schools or at these colleges or whatever, or they meet their lifelong friends there. And they just happen to be in that community. So I mean, them, if they, if that's what they happen to be around and they happen to find someone that they connect with and someone that they love in that community, that doesn't necessarily mean that they, you know, they turn their nose on the black community. That just happened to be what they find. Mm -hmm. I have another, I have a couple scenarios. So I personally know someone, he plays in the NFL um, and he's from Texas, born and raised in Texas. Um, didn't, not bad. He didn't go to a private school or anything like that. Um, I mean, he did go to U of H. So I guess that is a predominantly white school, but he spoke to me about how specifically once he reached the league, like the women that are 
in those spaces, it's like coaches, uh, coaches' daughters, and like the women who are basically pushed on him most nine times out of 10 are white women. Like those scenarios that you presented aren't on accident. You know, it just gives me very much get out vibes to me personally. Um, or like you can look at like uh, Hassan Whiteside who was with a black woman for years and then with, and this woman stuck with him while he was playing overseas. And then he comes back and he's finally signed to an NBA team. And what's one of the first thing he does? Drops her like a bad habit and gets this Latin woman or Hispanic woman pregnant. And now he paying her millions of dollars for child support when you could have stuck with the one who was your ride or die basically. And granted, I don't know the ins and outs of their relationship, but it's, it's, that is, that isn't like like You know, it's, that isn't like in, Whatever, dude, shut your ass up. <laughs> That's the nigga who be on Shade Room 24-7, shut your ass up. <laughs> it like, it's not like you were speaking for one of your sisters out there. But, that, but I mean, that isn't a scenario that is like uncommon or unheard of. Like that happens so many times where like when a black man makes it, they feel like they like, it's time to like cut your losses with the people who was with you. And like, you know, it's like a, I don't know. Nah, I, I feel you completely. Uh, what what did Kanye say? Same I don't thing. even. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. No, I, one of I those common, uh, I guess, topics back in the day was Kanye's. Uh, what's her? What's what's his? What's her? Uh, what's his old girlfriend's name? I forgot. I forgot. She was the poet. That's the one that everyone was giving credit to when. That was the, I know exactly, I don't, uh, her name escapes me, but I remember I it that uh, spoken word. Where he, Kanye when he used to draw the Camry. The old Kanye, right? Yeah, yeah old Kanye. Not, not Amber Rose Kanye. Not Amber Rose, before Amber Rose. Okay. Before Amber Rose. But I mean, it's not, it's not unheard of. Like, leave your ass for a white girl. You know, like that's, it's, it's not unheard of. It's almost like a fad, almost like a trend. Um, and it just gives me very much get out vibes. Um, but my biggest issue with, not that I have an issue with interracial relationships, like love who you love, do what you do. Like it's it's not something you can control, you know, cause like we said, love is blind allegedly. Um, but for me, it's, it's when people, and like, it's not just black men who are guilty of this, um, there are some black women who are guilty of this as well, where they're dating um, someone outside of their race, but they feel like they need to justify that by putting down their own race. Like, oh, like it's always like someone who's with a white man or a white woman who's like, I can't date black insert blank here because they just this, this, that. You have all of this negative things to say about your own race just to justify why you're with someone else like that is all unnecessary love who you love but you don't have to put down another group of people to justify that choice and that in that you know putting down to justify that is where my problem lies with the whole topic of interracial um relationships i feel you on that because didn't nba young boys or no matter of fact it was roddy rich he was like um black women are he says something rude and everybody would just come at him like yo your mama's black you feel me like at the end of the day you came from a black woman and you had like would you say that to her face like yeah i think that's I don't rude. i do i think that's very rude i don't know yeah i agree 100 i don't think you, anybody should ever talk down on 
<clears throat> another group of people or another any anybody period nobody should just talk down on anybody and make a generalization about them no matter what your experience is just understand that everybody's experience is a small sample size of everything um as a as a, I see you got something I was just about to say uh as a culture we also have to do a better job of not projecting that on other people though like if you see a black man with somebody outside their race don't project that they automatically look down on black women or project that they hate themselves you know what I mean? I feel like that's on the same on the same scale. That's an unfair assessment that we can say that somebody doesn't love themselves or they don't respect their culture because they're dating outside their their culture or their that's race. Right. You know, so I just think as a as a culture, we got to do a better job of not projecting our previous experience on other people as well. I see you had your hand up. What what would you would you have? That's fair. I appreciate that. I guess little two cents on that. How do y'all feel? Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, fuck all, that, fuck all that politically correct shit. Anyways, I'm here for the mess. Um, in season one of Insecure, Issa Rae, there was a line where um, I think it was like they was uh, she was on the phone with Molly, um, and he's oh, because Molly had a coworker. Uh, I want to say an Asian coworker who was about to get married to a black man. Um, and Molly, who was just going through a breakup, like just got the news that her coworkers about like got engaged or whatever. And Issa said something like, "Oh, you know, niggas wait, white niggas wife others with the quickness." How do y'all How do y'all feel about that little line there? I mean, I've seen tons of black marriages. You know what I mean? Like I, I haven't seen an increase in black men marrying other women more than I've seen an increase in black men marrying black women. And it may just be my circle. Or, I don't think. No. Uh, like, yes, in that situation, it, she was getting wifed. Um, but even like giving the relationship title, even like on like the basic, like a like that level as well. I'm interested to know your opinions and thoughts. I mean, I, go ahead, Keith. I was about to say, I, I really don't know. Uh, the way I went about, I always have like a, a process to my relationships. Like it takes a while for me to actually get into one. So it's like, I kind of weed stuff out and I kind of know where things are going. So I could just, I mean, you could say it and just keep it moving. I mean, it's not really a race thing. It's what, I just, I, I don't know. I just think it's like, we've reached a point, especially socially and publicly with a lot of thoughts where we just kind of say what we feel in the moment without taking accountability, like a bunch of other issues, for instance, I mean, I know several people who, I mean, they love black women, but they ended up marrying, I guess, another, but it wasn't because the other wasn't black. It was because her culture, things, whatever reason they are, because I know a bunch of people, but it's just like, it was just different things about their culture that was just like drilled into them that they found attractive. Like they weren't really looking for say, or I want someone who would be submissive. It was just this person and what, I mean, their, what their family encourages just made them different. And I mean, when guys meet someone who they believe is the one, I mean, they act right. And I've seen that with black, everybody. You meet that one who's just different and you know she's different, you, I mean, you change. So, I mean, I can see that if all you're seeing is, I can see on the other perspective that black guys are like dropping say opportunities to be with black women and just hurry up with other races but 
if you're not considering what that person's going through or even know anything about the relationship in general, I think I think that's the real difference. Like all we can do is assume, like we know Kim and Kanye just broke up. We got like a million reasons why, but we don't know anything about the actual relationship itself. <laughs> well, what's up with that? Like you're, like you're happy to see that? I, I don't fuck with the Kardashian clan. I feel like every black man that they have been connected to, as soon as they like disconnected from that black man, there was a big ass downfall. Look at Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush was at the OJ Simpson, my nigga. Like all wait, these oh, people. Wait, 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 rewind. What, what do you mean? Like, Reggie Bush didn't have, a, didn't have a downfall. The Kardashians didn't do anything to Reggie Bush. I don't know, man. Now Reggie Bush got basically got him like a Kardashian clone and like is doing whatever he do. But he was like at the top of his game before he met that woman. Like, I don't know. For me, <laughs> All right. Jamarcus Russell didn't date a Kardashian. What's his excuse? I mean, yes, niggas <laughs> is going to be ass oh, and like they be having their downfalls. But it's something about that little Kardashian clan that they on top when they with them. But as soon as that disconnect happens, like it's just some other shit. And like we've like... Kanye has been on some other shit. Like, granted, I'm not gonna put all the things that's going on with Kanye on them, but I don't know, it took a turn for extreme. I don't know, but. I think, I think their energy attracts different type of men. Um, for example, like I'm looking at like Lamar, for example. Lamar is on the deep end, you know? Um, so Another yeah, he, he's, he's a little different, but all, all his relationships aren't successful. So we necessarily can't blame, you know, the Kardashians for everything. Um, but that's just to say a few. Uh, what else? Reggie, you know. Wait, 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 hold on. I'm not going to let nah. Reggie, like, he had it down. Reggie is. Yeah, I think he's fine. I wouldn't say it down. He had a, he had a, he had a, a pretty cool NFL career, a nice little, you know, a, a cool stint. I mean, obviously his. You know, I mean, we're getting into something different, but I'm just Reggie didn't have no downfall. You know, Reggie's nah, what messed Reggie up was that hit by Lito Shepard in the playoffs. <laughs> hey, <yo. laughs> That's what yeah. Reggie, Look, Reggie, Reggie, that Reggie is, is still the GOAT in college football, and you know, he had a pretty successful NFL career. Let's not whoa now. Let's, I don't know. Something about that Kardashian clan just don't sit right with my spirit, and I need black men to stop falling for it. I need I need them to steer clear. But I mean, do what y'all do, do what y'all do. That's you say all that just to say do what you do. It's none of my business. Got to sprinkle that at the end because you know I, what do I know? <laughs> like it's funny. Earlier you was here for messiness. I was here what for messiness? Yeah, earlier. You know I dabble in and out. You know uh, duality. You feel me? Yeah, UTB and Duke love love to get messy. Not you not lumping me in the in the group with the shade room 2.0 here. That is not me. Okay. <laughs> Don't do that. I mean, it's crazy though, because I'm just wondering like what the expectation is. Like, like when Keith said, when you meet somebody and when you vibe with somebody, it just is what it is. The, like people expect you to meet somebody vibing and be like, yo, I'm really feeling you. Hold on real quick though. I'm gonna try this other black girl because she's black and she's like been in the waiting room for a while. So before I commit to you, let me we gotta use your affirmative action policy. Like, what do you like? What do you what do you want? I mean, like if they vibe with somebody, they vibe with somebody. Affirmative action. See, y'all, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. No. But that's, saying, but like, that's, wait, just wanna... that's what the saying, though. That's what you end up at. <laughs> like, I hold on. I, I want to propose to you, but hold on. Let me date this black chick real quick. Let me, let me update my price. roster a bit. I'm going to give her a chance to match your price. Up the squad. You yeah. know what? While we're on the topic, something that, like, and this, this is something that me and my homegirls have talked about on ends. Um, 
sometimes there is a situ there are situations where white people not just white men or white women um but like both uh feel like they want to and this isn't something new like feel like they know they don't want to end up with a black person i only said person of color but don't call me a person of color i'm black black blackity black but they know that they don't want to end up with a black person but they feel like they want to experience one at least mm. once and that is also something like you know that just Mm, y'all beware okay make sure that they're with you because they want to be with you not because they want to experience someone like you like that is also something that I feel like needs to get talked about and discussed because it is, it is you know a real issue and something that happens even now like I mean I don't I don't think we're like a petting zoo you know what I mean like, I don't think you should just like try a, a little sample of us and you know, see if this is what you like before you actually want to pursue it, you know what I mean? And that's where it just comes as, you know, is really, is love blind to certain culture? But, but, but let, why you, why you pause, but I mean, just to break that down, like to explore that a little bit, check out, is it, is it really, really attraction or is it more like a fetish type of thing, you know? That's exactly and that's, what and that's the thing. To. That's exactly what it comes down to. Even so, there was a point in my life before I decided to move to DC. Um, I had the opportunity to teach English in Spain. Now, I am an Afro Latina. I speak fluent uh, Spanish, speak it, understand it, write it, all of that. Um, and so, my mom and my sister and I decided to spend, I want to say it was like maybe two. Hey, yo. <laughs> um, spends maybe two weeks in Spain to see like how I would feel really living out there by myself at the end of the day and something that like really turned me off about uh the potential of living out there by myself was the fact that you like European men fetishize black women on a whole different level like white American men like yes that's a thing like like just like I said they want to experience you but in Europe it's like on a whole different level. And that made me so uncomfortable to the point that like, like people didn't assume that we understood the language and just the things that you would hear on the offhanded, like passing by, like, like the things that you would hear. And it's like, you're the only like people of color in that space. So it's clear that they're talking about you and they think that it's okay to say these things out loud because they don't think that you understand. Like, I know me, me being by myself, like, at a club, you know, I could just picture myself at a club somewhere and like the way the streets are set up, it's like a main avenue and then a bunch of corridors. I can see somebody trying to step to me on some bullshit and I'm 10 toes down every time and now boom, I'm taken. Like, no, I didn't need that stress in my life. So I decided not to go with that option. Um, but yeah, it's like that fetishizing thing is a very, it's a very big thing. And it's not something that's new because even my mom, like before I went off to college, spoke to me about um, like, be careful with these white men. Cause you know, sometimes they're not really into you. They just want to try you. And that's something that like I heard even growing up and it's still something that's apparent today, but yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's cross cultures. That's what I was going to say earlier. And that's one thing when you, we talk about a lot of human rights uh, issues and just people, like it's, it's truly a diverse issue. And like a lot of people, when they, I mean, when they talk and they go to different places, they get around certain people, they're just like, hey, you need to understand this is serious that, I mean, people like, I mean, people like things that are new and things that are different. And that's something you have to watch for because I mean, a lot of fetishes get misunderstood for, 
I mean, not even just attraction, but praise, like the pedestal, like, and that goes into our topic here when it comes to interracial dating. I think there's a misconception that people have other races on the pedestal when it's just something that they like, because it's just the person themselves is the actual, what they are attracted to. It has nothing to do with the race, it has nothing to do with whatever other cultural ties or things that um, may be different than what, I guess, that person used to. I'm glad you brought that up. Because, um, I mean, that, that also makes me ask the question, is there a double standard for Black women that date outside the race versus Black men outside the race? Like, if a Black woman dates outside the race, it's not looked at as the same reasons, and we don't have the same preconceived notions that we had when we talked about a Black man dating outside the race. Like, we don't automatically... What the hell? They gave Serena hell when uh, it came out this year. No, was but like, listen, no, like, listen. This is what I'm saying. The when a when a white when a or whatever race a black woman is dating outside a race, the preconceived notion isn't that oh she hates herself or oh she you know made it now she wants to dump a black man and go and go find a white man because now she made it. It's a different it's a different narrative. You know what I mean? And I don't know what the narrative is, but it's a different narrative at least from my perspective. I, I haven't heard that. Which right so they should that shouldn't be the narrative around it. But my question is why is it a difference between when one gender does it versus another gender does it? You know, like if you see, you know, if you see, like you mentioned Serena or whoever, if you see a, a black woman walking down the street, even in the insecure episode that you talked about, it's crazy you mentioned that because that happened in the first season, and anybody that saw it in the last season, Molly is dating an Asian man. So like what like is there is there no, like, exactly so and it's the same type of thing but when she did it I'm pretty sure the general cons- the consensus wasn't look black women be quick to wife up or quick to you know grab a hubby from another another race or whatever the case may be so why where is the I but guess she in the show she was she almost didn't want to date him because he wasn't a black man if anything all right so basically. No, no, never mind. I'm not going to say that. All, all I'm asking is, where's the difference? It's a safe space. Nah, no, it's not. I was going to say in the <laughs> example is, like, you have that drawn connection to the character. Like, that, that shows really well to where you actually have emotional ties to characters. So it's like, oftentimes, when we hear, and I mean, this will go into another topic another day as far as protecting our own, is that when you hear or see something that typically you wouldn't want, but it's it's just this person right here. So, I mean, it's, it's not the same. Don't you realize what you've gone through or have you been watching, blah, 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 like you, you, there's more reasoning behind it now for the person versus uh, blah, 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 celerity, blah, 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 celebrity did this. And we don't know them like that. I mean, they have some public moments, but we weren't glued to the TV for just straight connection. Watching it vibes on relation. Right. Yeah. But I mean, even in that relationship that Molly had with, Asian Bay. Um, you see that when like mom came around Asian Bay and his family on that like vacation, like the the stuff that they had to He has a name, Jovi. I don't remember his name, but on the show they called him Asian Bay too. So why can't I? Issa called him that. You're not Issa. Listen, relax, chill off me. You mind your business time my mind. Anyway, as I was saying, there was still like things that they had to overcome like as an interracial um, relationship. I don't know. For me, like I said earlier, for me, 
my only thing with interracial race uh, relationships, like when you get a, like the folks who have a little platform or like whenever you get on Twitter and these hot topics come up all the time, it's like a cycle of hot topics that just recycle themselves. But every time this topic comes up, it's always someone who is in a relationship with another that feels like they need to put down their own race in order to put that person or that like, you know, race that they're dating on a pedestal. And that is like what I don't need to see or hear. Like date who you want to, do what you do. Just don't tear down the black community in order to put that person up. For sure. Also like looking at that as an aspect, like I wanna um, bounce back to Mike's question about is there a, uh, is there a double standard? Um, so when Eve started dating uh, Maximilian Cooper, you know, mm. he, he's a, he's worth 60 M's. You know what I mean? People started saying that she was in it for the money. And it's just like, it, you can't really say that. You don't know. You know what I mean? So it's like, we, we as a culture, we just be labeling people as such. And we don't really be knowing what's going on. And, you know, Eve, she already, she's good. You know what I mean? I think she's misunderstood. You know what I mean? But she's good. So like, regardless, like let's, you know, that's not our place to really evaluate their their sense of love. Mm-hmm. And if you love it, I like that. we'll never know. I like that. For one, when I was growing up, I definitely wanted those paw prints. That's one. But two, I like that definitely connects and answers Michael's uh, question flawlessly. Maybe on the black male side, whenever they're seen with another, like it's a uh, trying to level up kind of thing because they don't think that they can, whatever that misconception or um, idea that we're putting on that relationship. And on the other side, for a black woman with an other, it's like a they're leeching off of like whatever that person has. I think that is what mirrors those two. That's a perfect analysis of that. All in all, man, I, um, I don't know. We got it. You said what? I hear you. I said you don't seem convinced. Like that didn't that didn't do it for you. <laughs> no, I mean it's not, and it's not for. And I mean just a, a, I guess a disclaimer. Like the conversations we had isn't to convert anybody any type of way or get them to convince anything. It's like you said, it's supposed to be a safe space for everybody to share our views, our perspectives. I think that's the the, the great thing about this show, and the great thing about, um, you know, us in general is that you got five personalities. You know, with TB included. Everybody has different experiences. Everybody has different things that they, you know, that they see the world in. But like, we should be able to have dialogue like this and we should be able to, you know, to discuss our different views and everything like that. Disagree when we disagree, agree when we agree without, you know, and still have a a general respect for everybody. So I don't know, I just, I feel like that's where we are. You know, everybody has their different views. Nobody's right, nobody's wrong. Love who you love, if they're black, white, other. That's a whole, you know, whatever that means, but, <laughs> but definitely. You know what it means. Don't, don't play. You know what it I'm means. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. And I'm sure everybody out there has different views on it and everything. So be sure to, to, you know, follow the hashtag, type your view, hashtag top five, T-O-P, the number five, I-V-E-P-O-D, hashtag T-O-P, the number five, I-V-E-E-P-O-D. All right. That's on Twitter, Instagram everything um you know let us know what you think let us know you agree disagree who's out of pocket you know if you got some messy gossip for duke or tb i'm sure they want to hear they want to see so you know (laughs) okay we'll take on it 
Hey, you send us some hot takes. We'll shout y'all out on the pod, too. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But I don't know. I, I think it was a good conversation, a productive conversation. TV, can't wait to get you back. Yeah, 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 your thoughts on it and everything. But, I mean, that being said, I'm sure everybody got some some things that they want to put audience on to, some things that they want, you know, everybody to, to listen to, to watch, to be on the lookout for. I know me personally, the weather is starting to break. Um, so, you know, springtime is coming up. Everybody's probably, you know, getting excited. It's going to be, you know, the springtime. Everybody's looking to get outside, I'm sure. And I know for me, one thing I want to put that on to. summertime fine, if I'm being honest. Summer is, is it for me. But go on. I'm listening. Okay. Hey, for me, I like, I mean, aside from allergies, I'm a spring baby. I like spring. But, um, you know, one thing I'm going to put everybody on to, springtime anthem, I feel like it should be, is a new song. It's called Finally Bay by the Black Butterfly, um, and that's spelled B-L-V-C-K-B-U-T-T-A-F-L-Y. Um, she's an artist that is, um, she's originally, I met her back in school when she went to Bowie State. Um, you know, follow her on Instagram, same same name, Black Butterfly. The song is called Finally Bay. You can find it on, on Apple, Apple Music, um, as well as Spotify, all the other streaming services, but it's a good song. I feel like it's going to be a springtime anthem. I'm sure Jovi will probably find a, a playlist for it and everything as well. So be on the lookout for that, though. It's called Finally Bay, Finally B-A-Y, Bay, um, from Black Butterfly. Hey, that's Can a you tell the name of the artist one more time? I definitely want to uh, plug them into my playlist. Yeah, definitely. So it's D-B-L-V-C-K, Butterfly, B-U-T-T-A-F-L-Y. Wait, what's the first name? How do you say it? Black butterfly. Oh, black butterfly. A is a V. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got you. So check that out. Okay. I can dig it. I can dig in a nice little little bop to plug in there. Um, well, my put you on, aside from my little playlist curations vibe, um, in case y'all didn't know, I curate playlists. Um, my playlist page on Instagram is at curations with Joby. Um, a playlist for every mood. Um, go ahead and check that out. Um, but aside from that, I took a little, you know, safe trip to Mexico recently. Um, and one of the um, mezcals, which is like a different, it's not a different type of tequila, but they both come from the agave plant. Um, and it's just like a smokier vibe to tequila. I really, really enjoyed it while I was out there. And I got, I actually got put on to this um, all-female-owned uh, mezcal brand. It's called Yola Mezcal. That's Y-O-L-A-M-E-Z-C-A-L. And I thought it tastes, it was really good. Um, I had it in, um, you can have it straight up. I had it in like passion fruit margaritas because that was my thing. Um, but it's an all-female-owned, that means from the farmers to the fac factory workers, all-female-owned and employed a uh, sustainable mezcal. And I really enjoyed it. And I think you would too. It may be a little hard to find in the States, but when there's a will, there is a way. So that's my put you on. Enjoy that, y'all. Tough, tough. All right, so I'll go. So mine is Southwest Soda Pop Shop. It's on the waterfront, <laughs> Southwest. Um, I came in contact with the owner because she actually knows my little sister because uh, we met. He was just baptized, and congrats to Amir. But nonetheless, Southwest Soda Pop Shop, 
right there on the waterfront. Show some love, Black-owned business. It's on the Kelly Carson show. I mean, we got to support our local businesses. Is he from the Midwest? Huh? Is he originally from the Midwest? Oh, I don't know him. I know the, the women. Okay. I was because <laughs> normally that's a that's a Midwestern term, pop. You know, they call it soda pop, pop out there. So, Yo, that used to be a huge debate when I was in the military because you got people from all across the globe and they're just it's going soda. back and forth between pop and soda. It's soda. It's a serious debate. <laughs> cool. Now that's a definitely a good one. Um, I'll put you on this week is a uh, <laughs> I actually have two. Um, so I have a black owned business uh hoodie that I'm wearing right now. It's called Social Loner. Um, my homie who lives in Boston. Uh, he just released a clothing line. He just dropped a clothing line on his birthday. So, you know, I definitely had the support. Um, he's got um, sweatpants and hoodies. Uh, basically, mine, the business that pays you is the, the slogan of um, Social Loner. Um, also, it is still Black History Month. It's Black History Year. We're going to celebrate it. But here's a little, you know, uh, Black History for you. Uh, don't steal it. Is anybody who don't steal it? Yeah. All right, cool. Yep. So USC's coach, um, Dawn Staley was coaching at Temple. She was also playing at the WNBA at the same time for six years. During that time when she was in the WNBA, uh, she was an all-star five times and Temple made the NCAA tournament five, four times. And it's crazy that she was in the WNBA coaching and an all-star in the same time and made it in the tournament. So like, we definitely got to, you know, uh, you know, definitely show, show some love. So, Big up yeah, she played for Charlotte, right, Keys? Nah, she played for Temple. Uh, actually. Oh, 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 in the NBA, the WNBA. I feel like I feel like she played for Charlotte. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know more about the WNBA, but I, I know a few. I know a few from the early times. So I, I could be wrong, but I think she played for. Them. She was, she was always dope. What? What are you laughing at, Joby? Nothing, nothing, nothing. Something. What's going on? You good? Yeah, I'm great. Look, for I gave I gave the WNBA a shout out. Like, come on, Al. Like, come on. I, they they can ball. They they got some Ubers. That's big facts. That's big facts. Yeah, I see why you laughing, dude. It's cool. Nah, she looked like that edible kicking in. That's what it looked like. Oh shit! Oh, wow. <laughs> chill, chill, chill. Relax. Oh, relax. Hot. You making the black hot? Nah, it's all good. It's all love on this side. Well, folks, thank you for tuning in. Let us know what you think, what you liked, what you didn't like. Call Michael out on his bullshit if you need to using that hashtag on Twitter. That's hashtag top the number five IVE pod. Um, let us know what you think. Um, we're always checking that hashtag. Make sure to follow us on Instagram. Same thing, top number five IVE podcast. And check in with us, tap in, you know, we social or whatever. Um, once again, thanks for listening. You've been listening to Top Five Podcasts with Joe VE, Duke, Michael, and Keith TV. We miss you. See y'all next week. Free TV.